0: The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations.
1: So listen with headphones.
0: Or don't. We don't judge.
1: Have you ever wished that your world had more magic?
2: Or that your favorite character had survived?
1: How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series?
2: Then do we have a podcast for you.
1: Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire.
2: And I'm Kat.
1: And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction.
2: The Debt of Time.
1: Each episode, we read a chapter of this story.
2: And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt
3: of Time.
1: Is this thing on? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we remember how to do this?
1: uh i mean it's been almost two months since we've released an episode it's been probably closer to two and a half three since we've recorded um so yeah confusing for those of you who have not read dead of time and are binging the entire thing through the podcast uh there are two epilogues and i think i mentioned that in the last episode but i don't remember because it's been two and a half months and um a lot of shit has happened And it's just been, like, snowballing shit from literally every single angle that you could possibly imagine. Um, And, yeah, so it's been exhausting. But we did have the opportunity to record last week, and then I realized, or Kat realized, that she was going to be here this weekend. So Kat is actually next to me
2: today. Hi. Yay. Yay.
1: You talk a little closer to the microphone. Scoot new scoot chair love
3: it. sucks. It does. It's the worst. I did. They I didn't like it when I had to sit in it either. <laughs> new chair. Oh my god. He got Lord
0: me a new Christ chair. Christ Jesus.
1: Amen, because it's Sunday. Um. So yeah. Uh. Welcome to the final episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. Um. We not gonna cry. I'm may,
3: not gonna cry. I'm not
1: gonna cry. Oh. We okay. may. Someday decide to pick it back up, but um I'm a big believer in signs and listening when the universe is loud, and the universe has been so goddamn loud, and telling all of us that we need to take a step back and slow down. Um When we started this podcast, it was a bullshit conversation between me and Kat in, I think october of 2019 and it was literally like
3: no because we started no 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 no
1: no no august august of 2019 and it literally went from cat telling me how much her friend audrey who has been a listener of this podcast since the very beginning so we are going to name names shout out to audrey uh you're a big part of the reason why this happened um Kat had come to me asking for fanfiction recommendations for a friend. I told her to recommend Dead of Time. And then Audrey started raving about how good it was. And Kat was like, Yeah, Audrey wants to stop talking about how good this is. I'm like, it is really good. You should read it. And Kat was like, Well, I'm fucking dyslexic and they don't have audiobooks for fanfic, so no. And I was like, No, you have to read it, you have to read it. And Kat's like, if it's that good, you read it to me. <laughs> and I can't remember which one of us said that sounds like a really bad podcast. And the other one went, (laughs) or a really good podcast. And honestly, I don't know who said it. It could have been either of us and both of us would have had that same response.
3: And it's both, both are true.
1: Yes. And we were like- could we do this? And Kat had been listening to Potterless a lot and I had just started listening to Fangasm and I was like, yeah, we can fucking do this. And so, and I'd also been listening to Wine and Crime, which is why I sound very Midwestern, almost Minnesotan in like the early episodes, because I was very much channeling them a little bit, but also Allie from Fangasm. Um, yes. I, it was gonna, a I'm very thick
3: Detroit accent. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was a thing. I've never fucking been to Detroit, which was, it makes it even funnier, but, um, we bought shitty mics on Amazon that were so bad. They were lapel mics.
3: Oh, my God. Just
1: so bad. So bad. And I edited the first two episodes in some free – first three episodes in some terrible free so- – it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad software, but it was free software. And I didn't know what I was doing. I never yeah, edited it, a podcast and
3: before. And there's, there's, there's free software that helps you along with you not knowing anything but even if you had known more
1: I did one YouTube video I did a one lot. YouTube video a and I'm lot. like this makes a lot of sense <laughs> it was a very in-depth YouTube video it was one YouTube video and I just watched it a couple of times and was like yeah I could do that it's fucking easy um and we reached out to Shia who I called Shaya in the intro for like the first season maybe two um and I reached out and I was like, hey, we want to do this. And she was like, "Ah, can I listen to the first episode first? And we were like, yes. And I was like, if she doesn't like it, I guess we won't do it. I'd like to do it. But if she hates it, I guess we won't do it. Because, you know, integrity. And she was like, I fucking love it. Do do the entire thing. And we were like, okay. "Okay." (laughs) And then somebody commented and was like, by the way, I'm interested in like audio editing. So like if you need an editor... I'll do it for free. Well, and I was you like, had
3: you had posted see, you had posted that y'all had done it and dropped the first episode. And we posted
1: the we posted the sample. We shared it to the group before we posted it live. Oh, that's because what it was. I had not it was, set up all. I had not set all the RSS feeds. All the RSS feeds. Uh-huh. Up.
3: Yeah. So you had dropped a sample into the original Fire Whiskey and Honey, like Shia's Facebook fan page, um, and yeah. I had. At that point, already been editing some kind of um, ad hoc. And um, I listened to it and was like, this has potential to be really good and really funny. But like the audio quality just like, just it's listening garbage. to it was like made by iTwitch so hard. And I'm not saying like... I tried to listen to it, it the other day. And it was so bad. much better. I mean, like that I'm necessarily any- anything close to a professional. Like, let's be very clear. Like, I'm still definitely a hobbyist at this. But at the same time, I was like, I know I could make it sound better listenable yeah I knew that you would have a much better audience if people weren't distracted by the audio like you don't want the audio to be a takeaway for your audio experience like the audio Mm -hmm. itself and I could tell it was going to be funny and the concept to me was hilarious and um I was itching for a new like regular Editing gig, so it just seemed like an easy option, yeah. and you were like, "Yeah, sure, I guess maybe if I need help, it'll be fine." And then you edited. I literally
1: had to go like the yeah, third no, and a half
3: I, episode or fourth, and you were like, "Never mind, come back."
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was telling Kat, I was like, "No, I can do it, I can do it." And then I'm like, "We're never going to get these out on time. I don't have the time." But the, the reason I wanted to go back to the beginning is it was August 2019, and at that time, my I was working. My husband was work. My husband was working nights. So he was like literally he was flying every single night. So he was never home. Cause he would leave for work at like noon and wouldn't get home until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so and we had Max, but that was it. Yeah. And you didn't have a baby yet. Nope. And Micah, Micah know, and I were And Kat wasn't working. Right. So we all had free time. And then And then the
3: pandemic COVID hit and happened. then we really had free time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and like we could record during lunch breaks and then – And edit know, during lunch the course,
3: breaks and yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, pod baby number one came along and I thought it was going to be a lot harder to film with a newborn than it was. And no. he – like there was a little bit with screaming, but he was, he was pretty easy to, you know, do it around. And then you had to edit around a newborn, which was also hard. And so like those kind of threw rocks into things. What made it really hard, I think, was over the course of the last year was – Cat starting her job so now we're you know and then you went back in the office and then i, I was went.
0: also panicking one to two times a day oh god so yes oh god i forgot
1: about that i was
0: breathing heavily and hannah beth was yelling at me because she didn't know i couldn't help it <laughs> well, so, yeah, oh, yeah, well yeah yeah you
1: didn't talk me. about it which understandable Aww. but like you had your own health issues going on and then yeah. you went back to work so then you were like I don't want to be up super late. I have to wake up early for work. And then I started going back into the office. And on office days, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And we're dealing with a time zone difference. And toddlers. (laughs) And there was like one night where my child went from falling asleep at 6.30. And then the next day, he just fell asleep at 8.00. And then he always fell asleep at eight thereafter, and it was like, well, fuck. And then my husband had his own stuff and, like, couldn't help put the baby to sleep because of his limitations. So, yeah. So I was, you know, on full baby mode, which meant I could not start recording until the baby was asleep, which is 8 o'clock, which is 9 o'clock catch time. And it takes us an hour and a half to two hours to record an episode, and uh, that's not, you know, tenable. So it really – we would like – I, in a perfect world, we would keep going because I love doing Mm -hmm. this. But all of our schedules have made it so fucking shit and so hard. And then you add on top of that, all of all three of us have been put through the goddamn ringer. Yeah, over the course of the last couple of months, with either personal or family health shit, mm-hmm. and like, I think all of us have spent more time at doctors than normal. And like, it's just, it's been really shitty. So it's- Yeah,
3: all like, no, all it's just three, been of Micah, myself, on. and Colin, all had ER trips in the last quarter. Like, we were all fine. Everybody's fine. Like, sorry, let's let's not say scary stuff. We're, we're all okay. But like, there was just a lot of that. There was some big personal things, some mm-hmm. big loss, some yeah. big, you know, um, And I agree with you. I think in a perfect world, we would all like to do this. We all loved the excuse to sit and have, you know, this thing to talk about, to have a – I don't know. It's fun to have a hobby that you you do that with. But it got to the point where this thing that originally – gave us joy and was enjoying you know we had a lot of enjoyment around suddenly became a lot of work it was stressful it was really stressful and it made other parts of life less fun too which is like not what you want in a hobby (laughs) so no we hate it but but
1: yeah yeah I, i i hate i hate that we're not where we started yeah because the freedom and the time and all that kind of stuff but at the same time Look at what we've made. Yeah. We created a podcast. So there are now, when we started this, there were no audiobook fanfictions no. that I was aware of since starting this. Cause somebody had tried to do one for dead of time and like it had started and stopped and started and stopped and it hadn't happened. There are now entire podcasts dedicated to reading fanfiction. Um, Manacled has one. All the young gut dudes. All the young dudes. Mm-hmm. All is the young it? dudes. Um, I think there's one. I think there is one for Dead of Time. Um, yeah, there's a there's so a pod like, there's,
3: fic of Dead of Time. They're not finished with it yet, but yeah, yeah. they're working on it.
1: But but no, but like there's there's so many there's pod fics now, yeah. and they're weren't at least not widely or, known when or we started this widely
3: accessible like i have a friend who yeah. listened to podfix but she mostly used them there was very few and far between ones on ao3 most of the time yes, yes by the author that the author had then kind of either self like recorded themselves and then self-published or whatever but like you could that f- was one of the filters it wasn't on like but spotify. It, yeah you couldn't just like search it on spotify or apple Podcasts or anything so mm-hmm. so so we've I like
1: to think that we were kind of at the forefront of this, which is really cool. We created a podcast that has broken 250,000 downloads, which is still like baffling to me. Uh, there, there was a period of time when we were hitting like 2,000 downloads a week, which is again just mind blowing. Um, you know, we have this huge Facebook fan group of over a thousand people, we have people. Reaching out to us and telling us that, you know, we've provided distraction during the pandemic. We helped them in the aftermath of losing loved ones. Um, You know, we've supported our fans when they've, you know, gotten pregnant, when they've lost children. Like, we've created such an unbelievable community. And there are so many of you who I recognize by name that I love seeing come across my feed and who have become actual friends like
0: claire luciano we yeah, were just talking about, just talking about yeah, this we're just talking yeah
1: we're okay her. we're gonna name drop um so claire luciano who lives in australia who i fucking adore not just because we share a name <laughs> She is the reason I finished one of my fan fictions because it was a kid-friendly one and her daughters were reading it. And she was like, so they, they want to know when the next chapter is, which, and she was like, I don't want to pressure you. And I'm like, no, 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 like, you have to, this is yeah. the only way it's going to get, and it did get done. And I have a ornament on my tree at Christmas every year from her, uh, that she sent me as a like wedding present, um, um. My son was eating off of a Harry Potter plate and bowl with matching forks and spoons that she sent from Australia with like this cute little bib that turns him into a little sheriff. It's so cute. And like, a- and he has a bluey book that I, I'm going to space the names. There were so many of you who sent me things during my pregnancy. People sent me Tim Tams. People sent me fucking chocolates from the UK and Belgium. Um, Neela. Nila. Yes. Neela. Nila. Neela. Nila. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> like, for those of you who are not aware, Neela runs a chocolate shop in Belgium, and holy fucking shit, she she sent us a goodie box and it was mind-blowingly good. We've had people send us uh, cookies at Christmas time. We've had people do candy exchanges from Australia. I said that I really needed Tim Tams during my pregnancy and multiple of you sent them to me. <laughs> it was amazing. And like I, uh, one of you, oh God, I'm going to space the name, but you wove me, it's Wolfpack Wovens, I think, or Mm Wolfpack Wool or something like mm -hmm. that. I'm going to forget it. Made me the most beautiful. Amanda, thank you. Made me the most beautiful baby blanket for my child. And, um... Oh, oh, it's right there! It's right there, New Mexico. Shelby. Oh, I can see your face, Shelby. Thank you, sent us. Um, I have a New Mexico Christmas ornament with a chili that oh, hangs from too, it. That's
3: chili. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 I've got leggings that you guys have sent with fucking baby Yoda on it. Like the, um, the amount of you who sent baby blankets and fox things for my baby. Like, yeah. God. This. Well,
3: and also just like we you know y'all knew that life was happening and in, in part of oh, wait who sent you pearls was that Shelby, Shelby. I think Shelby did
1: I yeah that, I, I think that was Shelby who sent you the pearls yeah, we're all terrible with names yeah. it's, no. right, it's also been a minute um it, it and Kat and I went and saw Ed Sheeran last night in Nashville and it was fucking incredible I didn't remember that he had lived here and like sees nashville as his home in the u.s so like that was really cool um he brought khalid up for like the duet nice. which is fucking incredible nice. um did you know that that song that justin bieber sings
3: my mama don't like you but she likes everyone ed Sheeran wrote that and gave it to that him. that doesn't shock me i didn't know that but it's no, not a surprising thing i didn't know either. that but
1: as soon as he started singing it and i'm like this does sound like an ed song oh yeah but he, he doesn't do any of that, like, he doesn't do a lot of things about breakups because most of his songs are about Cherry. Um, but anyway, like, I didn't realize he'd written that. Anyway, um, but no, really incredible uh, performance. Kat and I were on the floor quite close. Um, yeah, your pictures looked amazing. Great. Uh, we are both hurting. Great. <laughs> but the problem was, we parked at the parking garage that my building or my company bought out, which was, like, in my head, great. I don't have to pay for parking.
3: But it was a hell of a walk
1: oh no 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 no! it wasn't even a walk it wasn't a bad walk we got to the car at 11 20 we got out of the parking spot at 11 45 by 12 30 we had moved maybe 100 feet
3: like you could have walked halfway we home not, before you got out of the garage
1: we did not get, we got home Ew. at three we did not leave the garage Gross. until 1 30 it took us two over two hours to get out of a parking garage. We were on the fourth floor. Gross of the parking garage. Super gross. Oh, and not even on the fourth floor. We were on the fourth floor of the one next door to it and then we went across the thing. So technically we we're only on we only had to go down three right. floors. It was some bullshit. That was crazy. But um but yeah. But the good news is we got to see each other, we got to hang out. Uh, my child has stopped with his, I hate anybody who's not mommy and daddy phase. Um, so when Hannah Beth was here, he was terrified and like like, would not approach her. You wouldn't
3: even, if it was just me in the room, like if you, we were all in like the kitchen for, which is mostly where we were all the whole time um because we were there cooking but like if say you had to like run outside to do something and he was sitting on the couch or eating at the table or whatever if you like left he wouldn't stay in the same room with me he would like get up and move away or like he he was not about it it was very funny well he he let me pick him up And he let me help him
0: down the stairs. Yay! It was really
1: cute. I got pictures. It's so fucking yeah. cute. And, and I can post in, those pictures because yeah. he's not his face isn't in yeah.
0: there. And when he was in his high chair, he said, mommy, help. But you were doing something. I asked him if I could help him. And he said, yes. Yay.
3: So. I'm so glad. Yeah.
0: And then he was looking He was looking at my Ed Sheeran shirt. Because nice. it has the map oh, on nice. it. He's like, what's that? What's that? And then because Ed's face is on it, like right there, he's like, who's that? That's so, so
3: funny. Like, I'm just yeah oh,
1: yeah we're also wearing matching shirts right now <laughs> and you're wearing yeah. the fire skin honey shirt um, Yeah, because he
0: points to my pants and he's like what's that and i'm like pants And he goes pants and i said yeah pants he goes
3: pants <laughs> i'm like dude
1: oh. anyway yes we should probably get into the episode um mm, that's what these the episodes so, are
3: anyway but
1: but yeah yeah so what happened was uh everybody had fucking babies everybody got fucking married <laughs> We, we tried to like summarize and there's so much that happens that it just no that, that it's too much it is a lot. it's too it much.
3: is it is definitely a lot
1: yeah so uh hope hermione james sirius uh regulus Charles, uh scorpius hyperion um
3: should we say what who those children they, belong all born. to
1: if you don't know who those children belong to, listen to the rest of the fucking podcast. This is the final <laughs> episode. Don't start here. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, and Hyper- it's Scorpius is born in 2002. And then we jump ahead to 2007. Maya's looking a little green. The kids are all playing and Tilly and Dobby are watching them. And uh, I don't know. I, she's probably pregnant. I don't know. Hugo's born. There's there's so much. There's so much. Uh oh, and then there's Karina.
3: Yeah, the very end is them meeting Karina at the Malfoy um, orphanage, who she was. Oh. she was. Her parents were Muggles who died in a boating accident. Who has, um, and she showed some crazy accidental magic at a Muggle orphanage, mm. and that's how she ended up with the Malfoys. Okay. And that's where it ends.
1: Yeah, and so and then Sirius and Maya decide to adopt her. Right. Yeah. Oh, because the Malfoys have like a magical orphanage. Yeah, they that's what they remember. They they, like they turned. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: They turned part of them the, the manor grounds into an orphanage. That's how they got their stuff back from the. Yeah. Uh, not Green Gods
1: government. Yeah, <laughs> <Ministry. laughs> wishing
3: gamut is the word I was trying to come up with.
1: <laughs> there we go. Um. The Dead of Time, Chapter 153, Epilogue Part 2, Ever After. And I'm actually reading this one on the computer this time instead of on the app. Um, so, which means I'm reading it on Archive of Our Own. Um, really hope there's no sex in this there's one. There's not. Uh, <laughs> perfect. And it opens with Ever Ever After by Carrie Underwood. Yeah,
3: if you read it on AO3, for those of you who have only ever read the fanfic version, but if you read it on AO3, uh, every chapter has a, has song lyrics that match to it. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure on Spotify, there is a playlist that has them all in order if you want to listen to the songs with the chapters. Because oh, I think that? I did that one time when I read through. Anyway.
1: Uh, speaking of which, um, if you are like me in your early 30s, uh, which, by the way, I believe we're the same age as Ed Sheeran, which is very weird. Realization when you compare success levels. <laughs> but. He. One of my favorite songs on the new album. He sang last night. And it's called. Um,
3: February 17th. Of our youth, or end of our youth. 32. Wait. When is his February birthday? February 17th. 1991.
1: Oh thank God. At least he's older than us. <laughs> he's younger than my husband though. Huh. Um, But. He's sang, He sang End of Our Youth, which if you have not listened to that, holy fucking shit. And especially, like, I've had a rough two weeks. Um, I had family in the hospital, a friend of mine, another friend of mine lost her husband. This one much more slowly. We saw it coming. It's still a surprise. And, you know, just with that and... The health issues I've dealt with, and the health issues my families have dealt with, and all this kind of stuff, and just hearing about like, is this the end of our youth? And like, were things just getting harder? And it's like, oh shit, that that happened.
0: Yeah, that's why you kept hugging me, and I'm clear. If you keep hugging me, I'm gonna start crying, and this is not going to be. Oh, okay. dude, I
1: hugged her that entire fucking thing because gonna... it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've had, you know, we've been through it, fucking all. No, I get
0: it. I've already cried enough with that Bluey
3: episode. I don't need more tears. Oh, I don't oh that's bad. right.
1: I've made her watch a lot of Bluey while she was here, and I made her watch onesies, and she sobbed. Great. I mean, I knew I was gonna get her with one of them.
3: Yeah,
0: rude.
1: But that one, that one with Brandy at the end, reaching and Bingo, and oh god.
3: It yeah, thank you. Me.
1: It's a rough one. It's a rough mm-hmm. one. Thank you. Big hugs. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, on a lighter um, note of newer Bluey episodes, the whichever one where they're watching rugby, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's the one. Oh, the decider! The decider! There we go. Um, every time they they cheer <laughs> for the team, Colin goes, "Yay!" <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> claps and screams toward them and like applauds every time, and it's so funny. James to has me. started
1: doing that too. Uh, whenever, whenever a character does like. Like a ta da thing. He's like, Yay! Hooray. And that's this thing, hooray! That's funny. But uh no, it's it's pretty cute. Um also he may or may not have a turtle boy arriving today. Um, he says, I'm like, You wanna watch the episode? He goes, Yeah, turtle, turtle boy.
3: Turtle
1: I'm like, Okay, turtle boy. Really oh my god, we yes, have to re- we do my kid's gonna wake up in like forty five minutes.
3: Yeah.
1: August 31st I, I almost won't. There's no August 31st. <laughs> special. <laughs> I'm pretty. August 31st,
3: 2013.
1: Sirius woke to the smell of bacon cooking downstairs and the sound of children running in the hallways. There was also the feeling of something slightly heavy on his back and a tickle of hair on his skin. When he cracked an eye open to turn his head and look, he found himself staring at a tiny face, black hair, and chocolate-colored eyes.
2: Daddy,
1: the little girl said with a low growl. Has anyone told you lately that you sound like a troll when you use that voice? Sirius mumbled sleepily. The tiny witch jumped once, her knees landing on Sirius's lower back. Daddy, wake up! Ow, Fuck! He rolled over and pulled his daughter into his arms and off of him. Princess, those are daddy's kidneys, he told her, still wincing from the pain. Galleon in the swear jar, she said with a greedy grin. Mummy says so. Sirius growled under his breath. Fucking swear jar. What's daddy's swearing buying this month? The almost six-year-old cuddled up beside him, toying her fingers through his hair the way her mother still often did. Uncle Remus is going to take me and Lily to Chocolate Week in London. Swear jar pays for tickets. Uh, By the way, my swear jar at my son's school, now that he's in the two-year-old room, they do uh, Kona ice and uh, ice cream sandwiches, or like last week it was Bomb Pops, but every other week Kona ice comes, and the week that they don't come, they have ice cream. And they have to bring like a dollar or two for uh, whatever. So uh, that's what my kid's swear jar is paying for.
3: We didn't actually start a swear jar, but Colin, we have started calling Colin a, um, oh, what did somebody call him last week? A tape recorder, because he's gotten so good at mimicking what we're saying that, and we, like, ourselves had, had really stopped swearing around him a few months ago when he had first started. Mostly because he was starting to say fork, but he was mispronouncing fork, and he also had... There's, like, lots of fox pictures up in his room. He's got a couple of stuffed foxes. And so he just, those two di- were not coming out correctly.
2: Properly. Um, yes. And
3: so we were.
1: And you needed to be honestly, be able to honestly say that that's, that's not what, he's, what he's, trying he's trying to say. to say fox or four,
3: Yeah. And so we worked really hard on announcing those two things. But, um, so we haven't been swearing around him as much. But then we <laughs> went to um, the pool with a bunch of our friends around the 4th. And I was like, I'm going to murder each of you, please. Please quit openly, blatantly, super hardcore swearing with four words a sentence in front of my toddler who repeats everything that you say. (laughs) Everything.
1: Yeah. um, I was so proud of myself. I was saying,
3: shoot. Shoot guess how my son pronounced shoot of course, not. Of course yeah shit. although the the funniest thing I don't like- that we oh, had to struggle shit. with that i i like if i drop something or i stub my toe a lot of times i go oh shit under my oh. breath biscuits. biscuits yeah i've swatched it for biscuits or other stuff um but for the longest time if colin would drop something you go oh shit oh shit <laughs> it was so cute and so funny that we were like We can't laugh at that. That shouldn't be funny. That shouldn't be funny. That shouldn't be funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because he was, like, so perfectly (sighs) pronounced. Anyway.
1: Shit. Speaking of, we have to read. Sirius chuckled, rubbing his forehead. And why, my teeny tiny kitten, doesn't Uncle Remus pay for the bloody tickets himself? Jar! She said excitedly, and then added, because mummy said so. Sirius faked a pout down at his youngest child. "'Sometimes I think Mummy likes Uncle Remus more than me.'" Pandora put her tiny hands on his cheek and mimicked his stuck-out bottom lip before saying, "'I know.'" (laughs) Sirius laughed loudly. (laughs) Despite the trouble he often caused, Regulus had turned out more like Maya in the end, or really Hermione, if they were being specific. He was studious, well-read, and soft-spoken compared to his cousins. Teddy and Jamie, thankfully, had hoped there to boss them around when they got out of control. Remus's daughter was just as intimidating as her father when in a mood, and just as clumsy as her mother, which made for a dangerous little witch. Karina, much like her mother, who had also been adopted, developed Slytherin tendencies to rival those of her grandmother. When asked if she wanted to take the name Black during her adoption, Karina had asked if she could have a middle name as well, and then personally chose Doria. It should have been a sign. The girl held everyone in the palm of her hand, Sirius being the biggest sap of them all. Only the mothers ever caught on to her antics, which had settled a bit once she had been legally adopted. Her accidental magic had become well controlled over the years, especially now that she had her own wand and was off to Hogwarts the following morning. Sirius held his youngest tightly, using her as the healing salve of an open wound that Carina's departure would soon be leaving behind. He was thankful Pandora would not go to Hogwarts for several more years. Miss Pandora Mary Black What should Daddy do to make Mummy like him more? Should I swear less? No, Pandora insisted. Swear jar bought Christmas and birthday presents last year. He chuckled at the look of fear in her eyes. You are aware that we're wealthy, yes? Pandora, you do know that even if we didn't have a swear jar, you'd still get Christmas and birthday presents, right? He asked, suddenly concerned that perhaps her siblings or cousins had actually told her that his swear jar paid for everything they owned. He certainly wouldn't put it past Jamie. But what about chocolate week? He sighed, planning on doing something horrible to Remus later for this. If we didn't have a swear jar, Uncle Remus would stand on a corner and dance for muggles and they would give him money, he promised her, grinning when she broke out in a fit of giggles. Why did mummy have you come and wake me up? Her laughter stopped and she smirked. She says that you have to punish the boys. Sirius frowned, dread pooling in his stomach. Which boys? Pandora grinned, looking too much like her mother for Sirius's nerves. Mwados, she said, mispronouncing the name. Yes, I know it says word, we're just going to leave it. He sighed, knowing exactly whom she meant. Teddy, Jamie, and Regulus. What did they do? "'Took your bike.' "'What?' He sat up quickly, reaching for his jeans that were sitting in the armchair near the bed. He stood up, slipping the jeans on and throwing a T-shirt over his head, before picking his daughter up around the waist and throwing her over his shoulder as she laughed at him. "'Regulus Charles Black,' Sirius shouted, once he'd stepped into the hallway. A head of black hair peeked out from an open door.
2: "'I
1: didn't do it. Daddy did.' Another head of black hair came out of Regulus's room.
2: "'It was your idea!'
1: Jamie stepped out from behind his cousins, approaching Sirius with a happy grin. Can I just say how very young and handsome you're looking today, Uncle Sirius? Nice try, Jamie. Which one of you touched the bike? Instantly, all three of the boys turned and pointed at the other two, pushing the blame off of themselves. Sirius rolled his eyes. How can I make this clearer? When the three of you get busted at Hogwarts for shit like this. Pandora squealed and clapped her hands together. "Jar!" You either take the fall yourself or deny everything. You do not turn on one another. Regulus slowly let a grin cross his face. Does this mean we're not in trouble? Did you break the bike? Jamie shook his head. It wouldn't even start. Teddy said we had to push while he steered and eventually it would turn on. Sirius stared and looked at a snickering Teddy, his hair shifted green. Well, your cousin is a very good liar. What?! Jamie turned and looked at Teddy. You suck! I put a stasis charm on the engine. Something your Aunt Hermione taught me, Sirius told Jamie. Honestly, don't touch the bike. When you're old enough, I'll teach you how to drive it. Really? Regulus asked, hope in his eyes. How mad— <clears throat> Wrong voice. How mad is your mum? Sirius asked. Regulus took a moment to think about it. Um, stronger than a stinging hex less than a cruciatus? Sirius winced. That didn't bode well. Her stinging hexes hurt like a bitch and sometimes she shot him at tender areas and pretended she had terrible aim. At least it was the boys who was in trouble this time and not him. You finished packing your trunk? Yes, Dad. You help her... You help your sister with hers? Jamie answered for him. Al's helping her. Hey, Uncle Sirius, you want in on the bet? What are we betting on? Sirius asked, shifting Pandora from his shoulder down to the floor. Teddy chuckled, shaking his head, on whether or not Albus ends up in Slytherin. Sirius frowned at their mirth. I know you boys are a happy little lion pride, but don't cut your siblings out just because they get sorted into Slytherin. I'm serious about that. Aren't you serious about everything? Teddy snickered. Sirius ruffled Teddy's green hair until it turned yellow. I like you, kid. Mom already gave us the lecture, Regulus chimed in. Grandma Doria was a Slytherin. So was your uncle Regulus, Sirius pointed out. His son nodded, nodded and smiled. <laughs> Shut up, I'm <laughs> recording that both of you made the
3: face. <laughs> I was trying so <laughs> hard, so hard. It might stay in just Jesus. because it's funny. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
3: <nice. laughs> you said it.
1: His son nodded and smiled. And he was a hero? Yes, he was. So is Uncle Draco, Pandora said loudly. He's not our Uncle Munchkin, he's our cousin, Regulus said, pulling his sister into a hug and looking up at his father. Is he still coming? Maya walked around the corner. Yes, He, Astoria, and Scorpius are all meeting us in Diagon Alley for some last-minute shopping. At least, that was the plan, as of last night, she said, as she watched the children scatter away from them, save for Pandora, who was back at a small table in the corner with glittering glue already all over her hands. Maya kissed Sirius and smiled. "'Morning, love. Did you deal with them?' Sirius nodded. "'Absolutely. Properly scolded. Rotten boys. Where are all the bloody adults around here?' he asked, when he heard Hope and Willie giggling down the hallway. Ginny will be here for lunch. Harry said there was a dispute at the borough during a friendly family game of Quittage, and she stuck around to make sure Ronald knew his place, Maya said with a chuckle. Remus and Tonks went over to Shell Cottage to help Bill with something. Shell Cottage? Teddy rushed around back around the corner, looking eager and red-faced. Can I go? Maya rolled her eyes. "'Straight there?' "'Yeah! Thanks, Aunt Maya!' He grinned and rushed to the fireplace, abandoning Regulus and Jamie. From her little table, Pandora hissed, "'I hate Victoria!' Maya quirked her lips at Sirius and folded her arms across her chest. "'Ask your daughter what she's been making this morning!' Sirius cringed, specifying which children belong to whom like that always meant trouble. "'Regulus was his son when he broke things, "'or letters were sent home from Hogwarts. "'Karina was Maya's daughter "'when she convinced the boys to do something horrible. "'Pandora could usually go either way.' "'He knelt down next to his youngest "'and smiled at the pile of glitter and glue. "'Got something to show me, teeny tiny kitten?' "'Pandora grinned proudly "'and pulled open a piece of cardboard "'that had been broken and glued back together, "'looking like two misshapen funnels "'hooked together by narrow ends, "'then filled with glitter.' Daddy. It's
2: a time-turner."
1: That is, and a beautiful time-turner," he said with wide eyes, smiling at her and trying to avoid Maya's stare. Ask her why she's making a time-turner," his wife insisted. Pandora. So I can flip it like this," Pandora said, turning the creation upside down and sending glitter all over the table and the floor. And then I'll go back in time, and, before Teddy can kiss Victoria, I will punch her in the nose and make her ugly so he won't like her anymore. That's... Sirius stared at the five-year-old with mild shock. Really fucking disturbing. Jar! Why would you want to do that, love? Victoria likes you, he assured her. And you have to be nice to her. She's... packed. Gandora said, interrupting him and rolling her eyes. I know, but if I go back in time and make her ugly, then Teddy won't like her, and then I can marry Teddy. Like how mummy used her time turner to go back and marry you. Shocked silent, Sirius kissed the top of his daughter's head and stood, walking away from the situation entirely, only to be followed by Maya. Why do all the women I love prefer Lupins over me? Don't be <laughs> Don't be dramatic. I told you she was too young for that story. Didn't I tell you? Sirius bowed his head. You told me. Now she's making a time turner. He turned and grinned at her. Maybe she and Teddy will be very happy together, he suggested, and ducked as she tried
3: to punch him in the arm.
1: This is what happens when I only get
3: three and a half hours of sleep. I would just like to point out... Does having magic make cleaning up child glitter easier? Because if it doesn't, it's not really magic. No. It's just my Mm-mm. personal opinion.
1: Same. All I can impi- think of
3: when she dumps it over and glitter goes everywhere, I was just like, oh, It's
1: never going away. No. No, no, that, that will be there 20 years from now. Yeah. You're a bad influence, Maya insisted, pointing at him. He grinned and caught her finger in his teeth. Pulling her forward and against him, he released her finger to capture her lips, ignoring the echoing sounds of
2: ew
1: around the house. We going to be infested with Weasleys soon? Ron, Daphne, and the kids are staying at the burrow, but they'll be here for dinner tonight along with everyone else. And the Slytherins? Not Sir Malfoy's, she asked. Be more specific. Both. Malfoys are meeting us in Diagon Alley in an hour. Luna and Theo and the twins are coming by tonight for dinner with everyone. Do we have time to... Sirius waggled his eyes brows at her.
2: Are you kidding me?
1: She laughed and patted him gently on the cheek. Sirius sighed as she walked away. He made his way back to Pandora's glitter-covered table. Teeny tiny kitten, can Daddy borrow your time-turner? He just needs an extra hour. Brunch. And I mean, that's kind of what we all hope for in marriage.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, having kids is rough. Nap time a couple different times <laughs> would be nice. My own nap plus some house stuff plus some adult time. I
1: no, I. uh, The amount of my friends who are like, I always thought our washer was really loud, and my parents liked doing laundry together. And then one day I washed clothes by myself when my parents weren't there and it didn't make any noise. And I'm like, that's traumatizing. That is so traumatizing. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say somebody bent over and bumping the two of them (laughs) (laughs) together. Or sitting on top of the washer during the spin cycle. Sure. (laughs) That's why
0: you got to do what they did in that TikTok that I told you about that Kenny sent me
1: oh no <laughs> no this is your story you get to share this one so
0: he found this video of these two guys one's the friend and like they're both friends and one of them has a kid so the friend was at the house and he's like why were you clapping when you're putting your kid to bed and was like because if he hears that from our room he won't come running in so he's used to the noise so when they're he hears that and he's not gonna <laughs> think it twice about it yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, you start slow and then. You yeah, clock fast. So
0: he would literally do that <laughs> while putting his kid to bed. And when he asked him why, that's what he said. And I was like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we but need I to don't know. know
3: like, For but science. Did, but did it work? Have you all. Wait, speaking of. But speaking of similar things, I saw a video of. What well, was clearly a dad who had just thrown pants back on and left the room and the mom is still sitting in bed recording. And the dad comes back in and said that they're like, f- I think like three or four year old was concerned that mommy wasn't okay because she heard mom screaming. <laughs> and he's like, She really needs to see you because she's very concerned that you're not okay. And I've tried to convince her that you were really okay. And she doesn't believe me. She thinks I was hurting you. So you have to go put a shirt on. (laughs) And I just am like. (laughs) But his face when he's saying (laughs) that like. And you were screaming. Is like so smug and proud. (laughs) (laughs) So funny.
1: (laughs) Speaking of TikTok real quick, um super excited if you've seen that viral Yikes. uh mind dance to Ed Sheeran Shivers from Urban Cowboy in Nashville. I just booked them for a team building event that's awesome this week. And I'm really excited. And my boss was like, And you're gonna be there, right? And I reached out to both of my neighbors who were on the list to pick my setup from school and they're like, We're both out of town this week. And I'm like, <sighs> of of course you are. So uh, I did remember. I have one more neighbor, and her kid is actually in my son's class. And she has said multiple times that if I need her to pick my kid up and feed him, that she can. So I'm like, mm, really hope you're not at the firehouse Tuesday night because I really want to do this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and norm in Jim- my sweet sweet husband was like, any other week I would just take off early, but his coworker had a baby.
3: And his coworker or his coworker's wife. His
1: coworker's wife. Well, his coworker has a new baby. His there wife had the baby. The baby, however, has to have a surgery. It's not like I, w- I was going to say it's not anything major. Any any surgery on a child under the age of a month or a year, say, for that matter, you know, is that pretty number. major. Under five, if you're having to get sur- no, no, they in break your legs.
2: Head We're attached.
1: Oh, sorry. We're um, <laughs> sharing a headset. It's fine. But anyway, um, th- it's nothing like dangerous. There's just something that they were like, eh, "That's weird. We should remove that." So they're going in to do that. So the poor guys, you know, out of work and
3: yeah, it was really it's funny just though, a pet peeve of mine, as a person no. who has actually had a baby,
1: actually had a baby.
3: Like, oh, oh, you had a baby? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Would you like to try again? <laughs>
1: yeah uh i was i was watching people using tens units to compare oh i see those um, the period period and and that kind of stuff i i I did that with i did that with jimmy once and he's like he's like i can see you wincing like i he's like you're fucking with me like it's clearly not that bad you're wincing and i'm like no it's still not as bad as they get but this is this is where they normally hang out and he was like Mm
3: mm-hmm
1: what? And like watching the videos where the husband is like, huh? and the woman's just like, Yeah, no, I I mean it yeah, it kinda hurts. Like it feels like a normal. they are my does. favorite. And, and then watching the husbands are just like together, get it. <gasps> it is my favorite. My, <laughs> my favorite, favorite
3: is the comments where they always are like, Okay, now present in yeah. a meeting.
1: Mm. Now take an Advil and go make dinner and put the kids to bed.
3: And they're always like
1: Yeah. And it's like
2: mm.
3: Yeah, but my favorite is okay. Now present in a meeting, and the question is always preceding that is, would you be calling sick to work for this? Yes. And they're always like, I'd be thinking about it. And they're like, cool. Now go make a presentation in a meeting because you just got told it's you're making it up. And they're
1: like, or or you got told what? you deal with this every month. Deal with it.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, we'll get off that high horse. Um. <sighs> Draco and Maya sat down in front of Florian Fortescue's for their traditional ice-cream date, now shared with their entire family, something that was much less peaceful and calm than when the pair used to go out right after the war to commiserate over battle, dead, bi- dead death-eaters, and nosy reporters. Now, however, they were surrounded by screaming children, the majority of whom did not belong to either of them. Sweet Salazar, Draco groaned, were we this loud and awful as children? Maya snorted, you were... I was charming and brilliant. Where's everyone else? That's a long list. Don't make me go through it all. Fine, he relented. Where's Porter and your husbands? She raised a daring eyebrow. Plural? Everyone knows you in Nymphedora share. Draco teased her. What was that? I don't know. My head. I don't know if that's coming from my end. Or you're hearing that like...
3: Yes, I'm hearing that. Okay, I don't it know. It sounded okay. Honestly, do you remember the old school noise back in the day when you were getting a text message and your phone is next to a speaker? <laughs> that's yes, what it sounded like.
1: That's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> so, anybody get a text message? No. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> fine. He relented. Where's Porter? Where are Porter and your husbands? She raised a daring eyebrow. Plural? Everyone knows you mean Nymphidor share. Draco teased her. "'Yes, all the responsibility of two wizards and none of the benefits,' Maya said dramatically, and they shared a laugh, though Draco's was much more subdued as he was in public and could not be thought of as undignified by any passersby. "'Grown boys are on the leaky. Little boys are on the broom shop.'
2: "'Dad,
1: can I go?' Scorpius pleaded from behind his father. Draco appeared anxious, a look on his face that most would interpret as anger, but Maya knew better after all these years. "'He'll be fine, Draco,' she promised him, as she turned around to spot one of her nephews. "'Albus!' The eleven-year-old broke away from the crowd of cousins to rush back to their table. "'Take Scorpius with you to look at brooms. If anything happens, you come straight here. Got it?' "'Yes, ma'am,' Albus nodded, and gestured for the other boy to follow. "'Come on, (laughs) Scorp—' (laughs) That's just fun to say. Come on, Scorp! Draco watched his son rush down the street, and he finished his last bite of ice cream before peering into Maya's half-eaten dish. I'll stab you if you try, she threatened. So, what's the pool up to? He asked, when he looked up to check on the children, still in sight thanks to Scorpius's beacon-like head of hair. Maya grinned wryly. Three hundred galleons. He laughed. For one sorting... "'He's got four Gryffindor grandparents, two Gryffindor parents, his godfather is a Gryffindor, and all of his aunts and uncles are Gryffindors,' she said with a smile, glancing over her shoulder to watch as Albus and Scorpius looked to be in friendly argument over one broom model versus another. "'Plus, he's a potter, and my dad always said potters get sorted into Gryffindor.' Draco smirked. "'But?' "'Well, his godmother is a Ravenclaw,' she said, as though Luna's influence had anything to do with Albus's sorting that would take place the following evening." Don't let love good fool you. Theo tells me what she's really like, that which can be cunning when she wants to be, and pretty filthy. She does things to Theo that her story would hex me if she knew I was thinking about. You know where the kids are going, don't you? Maya shrugged. Why should I tell you insider secrets? Because I'll toss in fifty galleons of my own and split the winnings with you. Albus is going to be a Slytherin, she said quietly. How do you know that? "'Because blacks get sorted alphabetically before the Potters,' she said while grinning. "'And my daughter is a Slytherin. "'Karina and Albus are attached at the hip, she gets sorted, "'and the second that hat gets tossed on his head, "'he's going to beg it to put him in with her.'" "'Malfoy,' Harry said as he approached the duo, Lily on his arm, looking like a mirror image of her grandmother, "'but with Ginny's eyes. "'Draco gave a nod of greeting. "'Potter?' "'Been a while. How's the wife and kid?' "'Wifes with her sister and the weasel. "'Kids just run off with your son.' "'Harry paled, and his eyes widened as he turned to Maya. "'Which one?' "'Albus,' Maya said, and Harry let out a sigh of relief. "'Don't worry. "'Kids are going to put me in St. Mungo's,' Harry exclaimed, "'taking a seat beside her and pulling Lily up next to him, "'kissing her forehead. "'Not you, love. "'You're the good one.' "'Lily stared at him with a single-lifted eyebrow. "'For now.' That's frightening, Draco commented to the little redhead. He might be my favorite. Maya chuckled as Lily preened under the compliment while simultaneously trying to look like she neither needed nor wanted his approval. Don't let Pandora hear you say that. I think she's got eyes for someone else, Draco said, gesturing over Maya's shoulder. They all turned to watch Sirius and Remus leaving the leaky cauldron with Teddy, Hope, Victoria, and Pandora, Teddy and Victoria were trying to subtly hold hands, but every time they attempted it, Pandora reached up and tugged on Teddy's shirt to gain his attention. Sirius and Remus looked like they were trying, unsuccessfully, to ignore what was happening. Finally, when Pandora growled audibly at Teddy's girlfriend, Sirius picked her up and moved her away from the young couple. Pandora, leave Teddy and Victoria alone, and come over here and say hello to Draco, he said, dropping Pandora in the seat next to the blonde. Draco. You're looking well. Sirius smiled in greeting as he took the seat beside Maya. Daddy? Hope said as she settled in next to him. Can I go into Flourish and Blots? Take one or two of your cousins and get their school books so we don't have to be here all day. Hope smiled and kissed his cheek, standing up and looking around for any number of her cousins. When her eyes fell on a head of long, straight black hair, she called out, Karina, come on, and then ran off grabbing Carina's hand and dragging her towards the bookshop. By the time they got there, several of the others were heading in that direction, like a herd, or, rather, pack. Come on, Maya said, tugging on Remus's arm as she stood up. I want to go get a new copy of Lies About Lycanthropy. You've got at least eleven copies, he complained. Sirius laughed. You know she just likes to pretend that she doesn't know you when she buys the book, and then asks you for an autograph in the middle of the store. "'I know,' Remus whinged, and Maya laughed. "'They approached the bookshop several paces behind the children, "'only to stop short at the sight of a skinny woman "'with shoulder-length black hair and an angry expression. "'Perseus, hurry up,' Pansy Flint shrieked loudly at the burly boy, "'who was struggling to keep up with her. "'Your father has to be back at work in an hour, "'and I'm tired of walking around. This place is filthy,' she said, "'when her eyes fell on Maya and Draco.' I feel like that's not what her voice was before, but it is her voice now. I don't Mer- know,
3: but that was, that's Danny's panty, Pansy voice if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay.
1: When the witch turned to smug... Blah, 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 blah. When the witch turned to smugly walk away, they all rolled their eyes and nearly missed it when Pansy's son rammed into Karina, knock- knocking her harshly to the ground. Watch where you're going, Loser! Sirius stepped forward growling but Maya's hand flew out pressing against his chest to stop him wait she insisted when she noticed the children descending on the young flint boy do you remember how maya met sirius at first
3: and james well yeah she was they
1: were in they were in diagon alley and severus pushed her down and sirius and james stepped up to help her
2: okay
1: so that was a bonding moment
2: okay
1: Hey! Albus was the first to shout as he ran forward, followed by Jamie and Regulus. Don't talk to my cousin like that! Flint glared at Albus. Piss off, blood traitor! Did you just push my little sister, you git! Regulus snarled, looking more like Sirius when he was angry than any other time. Hope, flanked by Regulus and Jamie, looked just as enraged as her cousins as she walked up and stood right in front of the younger boy's face, causing him to step back quickly and trip onto his arse. You like running about and shoving little girls, do ya? You okay? I'm fine, Karina huffed bitterly, glaring at the bleeding scratch on her elbow. She turned and glanced up, her eyes meeting the matching grey stare, and she smiled sweetly. Thanks, Scorpius. Careful, he said, reaching into his pocket and pulling out a black and green handkerchief embroidered with a silver M, handing it to her. You're bleeding there. She blushed and accepted the handkerchief in addition to his hand. September 1st, 2013 "'What's wrong with those two? Maya asked Ginny as she kissed her cheek hello when they met up in front of the Hogwarts Express. She gestured to Lily, who was sniffling, and Albus, who was shouting at Jamie, with Harry trying to separate the boys. Ginny rolled her eyes. "'Jamie has been teasing Al all morning about the sorting. I've never been happier to ship them all away. And this one—' she said, looking down at a teary Lily, is upset that she can't go with them. Maya smiled and brushed a strand of red hair from Lily's eyes. Pandora's sad too, she told her niece. Why don't you go over there and the two of you can make plans for all the fun things you're going to do this year? Lily seemed to be slightly mollified by the suggestion and made her way over to where Pandora was sniffling in Remus's arms, while Sirius walked Carina and Regulus over to meet up with Harry, Jamie, and Albus. Ron and Daphne arrived beside Draco and Astoria, and soon Hugo joined the younger children who were sad to not be going to Hogwarts. Rosie, you'll be loved just as much if you end up in Slytherin, Daphne promised her daughter, while Ron grumbled behind his wife's back. The poor girl looked absolutely terrified, and Maya was tempted to have all the children taken aside to have a pre-sorting pep talk. However, Harry already had Albus covered, as he was kneeling in front of his son with Sirius leading the rest of the children away from the duo. Maya smiled and ran her hand affectionately through Corina's hair before her daughter walked over to say hello to Scorpius. She looked up and smiled at her husband, who seemed annoyed. What's wrong, love? You hear the shit Harry's telling... <clears> the," <throat> You hear the shit Harry's telling Al? Bravest man I've ever known, Sirius said in a mocking tone. Hey! Jamie approached them with a joss Blitting grin on his face. "'Teddy's back there!' he said breathlessly, gesturing to a section of columns But past the billowing clouds of steam coming from the train.
2: Snorking Victoria!'
1: Regulus was suddenly right beside him, laughing hysterically.
2: "'He had his tongue in her mouth!'
1: Pandora, overhearing her brother, growled viciously, and Remus had to hold on to her before she rushed off to push Victoria in front of the train." He glanced apologetically over at Bill, who was groaning miserably at the overheard news from the boys, and he and Tonks walked off to find their children and put a stop to the public indecency before it got completely out of hand.
2: "'Do you think Teddy and Victoria will get
1: married?' Lily asked. "'Then we'll all really be a
2: family,'
1: she said with a dreamy look in her eyes. "'We're already related too much, dear,' Maya told her niece with a chuckle. "'Not me.' "'Technically, I'm not blood-related to any of you,' Carina said, her grey gaze falling on Scorpius, an action that was caught by a not-at-all-amused Regulus, who stepped in between his sister and the young Malfoy. Furious did his best to ignore the commotion and allow his son to handle what he was apparently not at all ready to acknowledge. He turned around and smiled as Harry brought Albus over, looking much happier as he joined Carina and Scorpius, the other future Slytherins. "'Everything okay?' Maya asked, and Harry bobbed his head with a smile. "'It's nearly eleven, Sirius shouted. "'You'd better all get on board.' He kissed the top of Regulus's head and pulled Karina in for a tight hug, clearly reluctant to release her. Remus put Pandora in his arms instead, before walking forward to lecture Teddy and kiss Hope goodbye. "'Don't forget to give Neville our love,' Ginny told Jamie, as she bid him farewell with a kiss on his cheek. Mum.
2: I can't give a professor
1: love, he whined, before being dragged onto the train by his robes by Teddy, Regulus, and Hope. The adults watched through the windows as Remus's daughter pointed at her brother and cousins, directing them to the back of the train. Do they ever remind you of, Remus began, far too often, Sirius confirmed, stresses me out a bit. Behind their siblings and cousins, Albus, Carina, Rose, and Scorpius stepped into the train with an equal mixture of nervousness and excitement. Their parents stood on the platform and watched, misty-eyed, as the clock struck eleven and the train pulled out of the station. They'll be okay, Maya said, swallowing down her building emotions. You sure? Sirius asked. She nodded and smiled when Remus took her left hand in his and Harry took the right. Sirius wrapped his arms around her from behind, and she closed her eyes. She sighed happily when she could feel, even if she could not see, Ginny link with Harry's arm, and Tonks take Remus. No one was left behind. Family. Soon the Malfoys and the Weasleys joined them, talking about grabbing lunch and a drink to celebrate the kids being sent off. Those who were parting with their children for the first time were hesitant about the meal, but looked forward to a glass or two of fire whiskey. You doing okay? Maya asked Draco, who was still staring off in the direction that the train left. I don't know how the rest of you have done this before. He's my only son. It gets easier, she said thoughtfully, when they write home and tell you about all of their classes and the friends they've made. She's lying, Sirius said. Remus chuckled beside them all. It never gets easier, and you worry about them constantly. You just have to smother them even more when they come home. My kid hates that, Harry said with a grin. Doesn't matter, Sirius insisted. It's your job. Maya smiled. Our job. The end. So there's a quick where are they now? I'm just going to read through it. I'm not going to do my author thing. Or my narrator thing. After fighting alongside Maya and Draco in the Gamut as the official represent representative for the werewolves remus finally finished his book lies about lycanthropy that sirius and maya had been begging him to write for years the lupins remained at the den continuing to work with the other werewolves within the lycanthrope sanctuary tonks rose up in the ranks alongside harry eventually becoming head of the dmle edward remus uh oh dmle edward remus lupin a k a teddy godparents harry and maya born april nineteen ninety eight was sorted into gryffindor when he first attended hogwarts in two thousand and nine yes i know this differs from the later released canon but as with a lot of the stories some of the new pottermore canon was released after the story was originally written his sister hope hermione lupin godparents sirius and narcissa born january two thousand was sorted into gryffindor in two thousand eleven Draco and Astoria married shortly after she graduated Hogwarts in 2000 and set to work on the Malfoys' children's home to repair the damage done to families by the war. Astoria managed the home quite well with assistance from Narcissa and Daphne, while Draco worked hard in the wizarding to repair the Nalf- Malfoy name. They welcomed their son Scorpius Hyperion Malfoy, godparent Sirius and Maya, in September 2001, and he was sorted into the Slytherin when he attended Hogwarts in 2013. Neville married Hannah Abbott and took over for Professor Sprout, becoming the youngest professor at Hogwarts hannah bought the leaky cauldron taking over for old tom theo married luna reclaiming his family estates and worked beside draco in the wizengamot to repeal old prejudiced laws against Muggleborns. luna to maya's pleasure took over the operations of the daily prophet until she gave birth to twin boys in two thousand nine thus breaking the family tradition of seer witches who would lose their mother at nine years old ron stuck with his Auror career specializing in muggle-related incidents and worked alongside the oblivion squad determined to have his own career separate from harry's He and Daphne welcomed Rose Laurel Weasley, godparents Draco and Astoria, in April of 2002, who was sorted into Gryffindor when she attended Hogwarts in 2013. Hugo Arthur Weasley, godparents Harry and Ginny, arrived two years later in April 2004 and was sorted into Gryffindor when he went to Hogwarts in 2015. Harry was named the head of the Ore department at the young age of twenty-seven. Ginny, in between pregnancies, refused to let motherhood keep her from pursuing her dream of being a chaser for the hollyhead harpies. Dobby was overjoyed that Harry and Ginny trusted him to look after the kids. James Sirius Potter, godparents Ron and Maya, was born February 2000 and sorted into Gryffindor when he attended Hogwarts in 2011. Albus Severus Potter, godparents Neville and Luna, was born July 2002 and sorted into Slytherin, as Maya predicted, in 2013. Lily Luna Potter, godparent series and Tonks, was born August 2004, and sorted into Gryffindor when she attended Hogwarts in 2015. Maya eventually went back to Hogwarts to speak with the portrait of Albus Dumbledore. He apologized for his mistakes, and, because of Jamie, she forgave the man, though her occasional visit with the portrait of Severus Snape was much more pleasant. Cornelius Fudge, bankrupted by Maya's actions in the Wizengamot, was forced to seek refuge in the Muggle world, where he took on a job as a grocer in the same shop that Remus once worked. Maya and Sirius paid regular visits to Petunia and Vernon Dursley until they felt the couple had finally paid for the actions against Harry. Their memories of their time in the cupboard under the stairs was alleviated, and they were allowed to retire in peace. Dudley Dursley, thanks to Maya and Sirius's help, graduated from the university where he met and married a young girl and raised a family of three. Dolores Umbridge spent 15 years in Azkaban due to her crimes and, half-crazed, attacked Maya in the middle of Diagon Alley when she was released. Maya fulfilled her promise by burying her in the Black Lake. Charges were not filed against Maya in the disappearance of Dolores Umbridge, but any time she visited Hogwarts, she stopped by the lake to pet the giant squid. In thanks, she took to feeding him chocolate galleons instead of the real thing, which, despite her threats, she only fed to him once. Hmm. So they just said she just like straight up murdered this bitch and like How nobody have ever ever caught that. Yeah, like she just straight up murdered her and got away with it, and everybody was just like, maybe she needed to go." Maya worked hard to fight for werewolf and house elf rights in the Wizengamot, gamut, but stepped aside to become a healer for the Lycanthrope Sanctuary, working every other day of the month at St. Mungo's in the newly opened Doria Hope Ward for Muggles. Sirius purchased a muggle motorbike shop and spent his days enjoying life and ignoring Narcissa and Andromeda's pleas for him to act like a proper head of house. Maya did his job just fine for him. Tilly helped to raise Sirius and Maya's children, occasionally overstepping to tell Dobby how to properly bring up potters. Regulus Charles Black, godparents Harry and Ginny, was born August 2000 and sorted into Gryffindor in 2011 to join his fellow Marauders James Potter and Teddy and Hope Lupin, Marauders Map and Invisibility Cloak in tow. Karina Daria Black, godparents Draco and Luna, was born in January 2002 to a wizard father and a muggle mother. After an accident killed both of her parents, she was put in a muggle system until a bit of accidental magic had the Obliviation Squad sent to clean up her mess. Ron, seeing her, immediately brought her to Draco and Astoria. Sirius and Maya adopted her in 2006, and when her brother Regulus gave her the Black Potter family necklace, it provoked a familial bond, making Karina officially a Black. Karina was sorted into Gryffindor alongside Albus and Scorpius in 2013. Pandora Mary Black, godparents Remus and Tonks, was born in December 2007, and sorted sorted into Slytherin when she eventually attended Hogwarts. (sighs) The End
2: That is not how I pictured this ending and I think it might be
0: because we weren't consistent and I went long periods of time without hearing stuff because for some reason I thought we were going to go back to the beginning and I was finally going to get answers, even though I think I probably got answers in the middle and just don't remember and was not aware of it. So I was not expecting it to end like that because I still feel
1: confused and I still feel like I
0: don't have answers.
1: But I mean, really, would this be the Fire Whiskey and Honey podcast if it ended any other way?
0: (laughs) No, but I I do realize the fact that I – found out things in the middle that should have answered and not made me confused, but I don't remember because we went that long. I
3: think two things. A, I feel like it comes full circle. So it doesn't come back to the beginning necessarily, but there are definitely things that repeat themselves. Right. And so like thematically comes full circle, even if the story doesn't go back exactly where it started in the beginning. But yeah, you probably did get stuff in the middle that they don't really understand the implications of, so you get all the way through it, and then yeah. read back through again. Um. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's, I mean there were things I picked up doing this reading that oh, I was for like,
3: sure. Oh, for sure. And I've read it probably five or six times apart from this, so.
1: Yeah. No, um, not, but that's just, that's the story and that's why it's so magical and that's why I fought so hard for Kat to read this and when I offered to read her this as part of a really bad or really good podcast the fact that I would have to read 154 chapters did not compute
2: (laughs) yeah um I'm sad it's over
0: but I'm also not sad because crap's been going on and this has been hard
3: but yeah I'm sad that the chapter is ending, but I'm not sad to for this work in particular yes. to be going away right now. And
1: to to quote Ashryn, "It's going to
3: be okay. It's been a long
1: year and we're not even halfway there." Thank God we there. are actually halfway
3: there because it's July.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, but like it's it it's yeah. been a lot. It has, been a, it has lot. been a lot and we're not sharing everything because well we Don't that's have right. to, and because it's our mic, our suckers. Stuff
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I hear my child squealing <sighs> <laughs> and <laughs> screaming, which means he did not nap while we recorded. Okay. Mine's
1: probably about to wake um, up, which is
3: fun. fun. It's gonna be fun to do it later, so terrible. Um, I'm gonna go rescue my um, husband, but what are we gonna say at the end? Because we're not gonna but yeah, see yeah, anybody no, we gotta...
1: <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> what
3: are we supposed to say?
1: I got it, I got it. We're, okay. we're gonna.
3: Well, first of all, you have to thank our patrons for one last yes. time. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, okay. you wanted to give a note to patrons.
1: Oh, yes. Um. So, our dearest patrons, thank you so much for all of your support uh, yes. for Fire, and Whisk, and Honey uh, over the course of the last four years. Oh, my God. Jesus. And it's been almost exactly four years, which is wild to me. Um, the plan, for those of you who... Are still fucking owed stickers and signatures and shit. They are getting sent out. I, Cat and I will f- probably do that tonight. Um, we'll, I
0: can take that with me, or do I want to just sell yeah, it yeah. I know. Well,
1: yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I we need to write them out so you and I can just sit there and write an assload of them tonight while we're binging uh, the new season of Outlander. Um, so we'll just write all the notes tonight and sign them, and then I'll send Cat home with you know the. Yeah, and then she can, we'll, or we'll do all the addressing. We'll just do it tonight. We'll knock it out tonight. It'll be fine. Um, there's, there's maybe like thirty of you, so it's not a ton, but it's enough. It just needs to get done. It's enough. Um, but that being said, uh, we and I'm gonna do this. Hope, today. Don't let me forget. We're going to convert so that the only tier is going to be a one dollar tier, or. I might keep a $5 tier But essentially we're going to have two tiers $1, $5 And if you contri- Neither one gives you anything different Yep. What you are doing is you are paying To help keep the podcast on the air uh, We will be um, Retiring our PO boxes um, If you really Really want to reach out uh, we'll, we'll retire the Key West one I might keep the one up here for maybe a year um, And then get rid of that uh, but we do have our website, and then we have our Buzzsprout subscription, which is what pays to keep our shit on the air. And we would like to be able to do that for quite some time. So, the account we have for Fire & Honey is basically just going to perpetually just pay that off. Um, and we will keep everything on, uh, Public, so that if you want to continue buying merch from there, you can. Uh, but we won't have a ten dollar tier anymore we won't be doing any more um stickers or any of that kind of stuff um
3: and and no um promises but but also don't unsubscribe we might like randomly have a one shot we find that we want to come jump in and do and yeah see that's yes
1: we should do that we will we will try it or like you know just you know cat and i always joked about doing the show about nothing so maybe yeah. we'll do one of those. And we
2: still owe them the Ao3, which i Oh, say Jesus every time Christ, they're an
0: Ao3 episode. Yes. Oh my yep. god, we've owed them that for months. <laughs> yeah. Yikes.
3: So with one so that, w- w- whenever we're gonna we to go time. really quick, we're gonna. So thank you for yeah. patrons for if you've ever been a patron, but also thank you for those that are still patrons. Um.
1: And there are a handful of you who have literally been patrons since day one. Holy freaking shirt balls! Yeah. Like unfucking believe we have 119 of you right now yeah. which is flabbergasting to me um and i have noticed a lot of you have dropped down to the one or dollar three dollar tier which totally but no judgment i get it. We're, we're almost done here for the final time we're gonna thank our patrons we'd like to thank our last new dogs stags and wolves ashley jen and another ashley who ironically has the exact same name as the other ashley what the fuck are you the same they're different people I think. Maybe. Do they have two accounts? Ashley Murray, check your shit. You might be paying us twice. We're going to do a double thank you to the Foxes because I did not do anything for June because we didn't release an episode in June. So I'm going to thank all the June ones, then I'm going to thank all the July ones. We'd like to thank our June Foxes, Steph, Um Bitches Getting Stitches, Tyler Maria, Tori, Patrick, Miriam, Sandra, Camille, Stacey, Shannon, Kayla, Martina, Silja, Shauna, Jordan, Claire, Kenny, Crystal, Ryland, Carissa, Mommers, Queen Shia's tear donor, Luann, Karina, Kaylin, Rachel, Carly, Audrey, April, Diana, Melissa, Aggie, Susan, Samantha, Cassie, Chestnut, Cauldron Mist, Crystal, Kendra, Ryder, Sylvia, Juliana, Jillian, Brittany, Jessie, Nicole, Saraya, Frau Holly, Matthew, Cheryl, Steph, Crap, and Steph is the beginning of the July foxes. So some of you guys are getting thanked twice, but I wanted to do both months just in case there were some of you who did contribute or did not contribute, and you were in one month and not in the other. So our July foxes are um, bitches, getting stitches. Tyler, Tory, uh, M- Miriam, Camille, Sandra, Stacy, Patrick, Shannon, Silja, uh, Martina, Kyla, Kenneth, Kenneth. <laughs> Kayla, Kenny, Ryland, Jordan, Shauna, Crystal, Carissa, Rachel, Luann, Kaylin, Queen Shia's Tear Donor, Mommers, April, Carly, Diana, Melissa, Audrey, Aggie, Cassie, Ryder, Cauldron Miss Samantha, Chestnut Customs Art, Susan, Kendra, Crystal, Sylvia, Juliana, Jillian, Brittany, Jesse, Nicole, Soraya, Frau Holly, Matthew, and Cheryl. Thank you guys. It's been a hell of a ride. And this has been our final
0: Fire Whiskey Friday.
3: (laughs) See, but that's what what I'm saying. Like, we could have future ones. So, whenever the next one is. stay, Stay subscribed.
1: We may find things to do in the future. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to say goodbye.
3: Anyway.
1: Thank you for helping me keep my friendship active with my best friend, despite distance. Thank you for bringing someone who has honestly become one of my best friends into our lives. Um, And thank you, Hannah Beth, for all of the smut recommendations. You've (laughs) made my night so much more interesting.
3: Um,
1: Thank you to Jesse for letting us do this fucking thing. And putting up with our bullshit. Um, Thank you to Kat Butler for uh, advertising with us. Thank you to Rin and Starcross Sundries for being our original sponsor and helping us through all of that. Thank you to all of you who sent us Christmas cards and gifts and trinkets and things and who share videos of weird British game shows and people from the office who don't know what the fuck they're doing. It was great. Um, Please keep our Facebook group active. Anytime you find anything that reminds you of the show or us or something we've referenced or you do a free binge or you've discovered this show for the very first time, please let us know what you think. We love live reactions.
3: Um, Yeah, absolutely. Fuck. (laughs) we love y'all we love you guys bye <laughs> I literally
0: just had an urge to say something from another podcast I listen to every time they sign off and I did it cause that's weird do it anyway <laughs> fuck it our last episode no, no rules I was literally about to copy pod meets world and say pod dismissed <laughs> <laughs> All right. okay okay
1: Bye.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey.
1: A special thank you to Shia Lani for allowing us to read your story.
2: And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes.
1: You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod.
2: And on Twitter at FWHpodcast.
1: And on our website fwhpod.com
2: if you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content please support us on patreon and review us on apple podcasts
1: thank you to those who support us already we wouldn't be here without you
2: see you next fire whiskey friday